talked to Coach Lanning that weekend, and then pretty soon after, he, he asked me if I wanted to be a duck. And, you know, I jumped right in the boat. Blake Travis in big time high school. Like, to kind of have to coach at that level and then kind of get, sets you up and pre- prepares you to be an OC at Oregon. All those duties that a coordinator has in college and the NFL is the same duties that you have at Lake Travis. I just happen to have an ISS class and a PE <laughs> class. And- you, you have one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Like, how do you make sure that the game plan is, you know, that he's getting the calls that he wants? Like, are you guys talking about that all throughout the week? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. we have a very open dialogue there's i'm not the one out there playing you know i'm glad i'm not anymore with how big and strong these guys are now um so he's the one playing and he's got to feel really comfortable with the plan what was the what was the thing that uh, when you got to oregon surprised you the most what's up guys welcome into the next up podcast i'm your host adam brenneman we have a special episode of the next up podcast today for you It's with Oregon offensive coordinator Will Stein, one of the best young minds in college football. I went out to Oregon, got to be around practice, be around their program, spend time with Coach Lanning, which was the last episode of the podcast. And this episode is now with their offensive coordinator, who's leading one of the most dynamic offenses in college football, developing Bo Nix into the Heisman contender he is today. Coach Stein has a phenomenal story. I was a high school coach just a few years ago, now one of the top play callers in the game of football. Next up. Before we get to the pod, I want to tell you all about our newest sponsor, Athletic Greens. And let me tell you, when I found out about this sponsor, I was fired up because I've been using Athletic Greens for years, and I want to promote to you guys the things I actually use. I love Athletic Greens. As a former Division I athlete, I've tried countless supplements, and recently, my nutrition and my health has become a bigger deal for me as I get farther away from my playing career. And let me tell you, Athletic Greens is the real deal, has me feeling healthy and energized every single day. With as much as I'm on the road traveling, shooting, podcast it's hard to have a healthy diet hard to have healthy nutrition hard for me to get my vitamins and minerals every single day my doctor even told me that last time I saw him but with athletic greens I get 75 plus vitamins minerals and a bunch of other healthy things I don't even know what they are but I know they're good for you and when I wake up every single day now I feel energized my digestion has never been better and I'm ready to attack each and every day because of athletic greens in AG1 so if you want to take ownership of your health like I am right now try AG1 today at drinkag1.com Slash next up, and you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs when you go to my link, tryag1.com slash next up. And guys, all of you who support this podcast, you guys supporting our sponsors helps me a ton. So please go support AG1 and support next up through the process and optimize your health and nutrition today. Drinkag1.com slash next up. Check it out. Before we get to Coach Stein, I got to tell you guys about the presenting sponsor of this podcast, Prize Picks. You guys know I love Prize Picks. Talk about it all the time. Big prize picks, guys, the best way to fire on sports. I've tried all the different sports apps. I've tried all the different sports books, all the different daily fantasy apps. Prize picks is by far the best way to have fun and make money on sports. On prize picks, you pick players instead of teams. Each player has a set total stat projection. So say it's Jared Goff, and his total stat projection for passing yards is 250. You pick higher or lower than that, and if you get it right, you win money. It's pretty simple. If you know ball and know the players, you can rake in the dough here on prize picks. And the best part, you can get a 100% deposit match up to $100 with my promo code next up or click on the link in the description of this podcast. Promo code next up when you download download the app, 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So use that 100 bucks, put it on sports, fire on college football, fire on the NFL, and who knows what you can turn that $100 into. I just hit last weekend, I hit a $100 play to win 1000 bucks. 10x my money when my play hit cuz I know ball. 
So if you know Bald, give it a shot. And supporting the sponsor of this show allows me to keep putting on this great podcast. So you guys supporting my sponsors means a lot to me. So support Prize Picks by clicking that link in the description or using my code next up when you download the app. Now, without further ado, let's go talk to Coach Will Stein, the offensive coordinator for the Oregon Ducks, who have a massive game this coming weekend against Washington. Pretty. Appreciate you doing this. Yeah. yeah. We, we just kind of, we get right into it and just start okay. talking. Yeah. Cool. Pretty, pretty laid back, pretty, very low key. Uh, I want to start with your journey to get here is a super interesting high school coach. You, uh, you were a GA high school coach and then we're at UTSA uh, as the coordinator. What was it like when you got the call from Dan Lanning for the Oregon job? Was that a surreal moment? It's totally surreal. <laughs> that same week, my first child, my son Joey, was born. Actually, that was like a week and a half prior. Then we played in the CSU, CUSA championship against North Texas, uh-huh. you know, riding the highest of highs, and then was able to talk to Coach Lanning that weekend. And then pretty soon after, he, he asked me if I wanted to be a duck. And, you know, I jumped right in the boat. You don't get too many of these opportunities in life, in yeah. this profession. So when you do get these, you know, a program like this with a coach like Dan, yeah. you jump right on it. I think a part that fans don't always realize is like how that process goes down and how fast it happens, right? Like how fast you get the call and then you're, then you're in Oregon. Like how fast did that happen? I'm assuming it was like days, right? It literally happened. It was like a 24, 36-hour process. So... <laughs> Not what no, I think about it. No, it, well, it's still gut wrenching to leave a place that you love with people yeah. that you love and trust. Um, it's never easy. It seems like it's really easy and a no brainer, which it was. I mean, but to leave people like that mm-hmm. um, is really hard. You know, it was the same feeling I had leaving Lake, Lake Travis, Hank yeah. Carter. I mean, the love that you feel some, for somebody, the brotherhood that's built. Even when Jeff called me to go to UTSA, and Jeff and I were extremely close at that time. Um, just like we still are to this day, it was hard to leave Hank at Lake Travis. Yeah. So when, you, when you're at a place that, like I said, you love, they treat your family the right way, and you build that relationship and rapport with the kids and the community, it's just, yeah. it always makes it difficult. How did your time as a high school coach prepare you for this moment? I, I feel like there's always something to be said for, some, for people that have that experience at a high level, Lake Travis is a big time high school. Like to kind of have to coach at that level and then kind of get sets you up and pre- prepares you to be an OC at Oregon. Yeah, I mean, it's like the 10,000 rep rule. I was yeah. able to call plays for two years and we played in 15, uh, 30 games in two years. Yeah. You know, you had scrimmages on top of that, spring game. So you're looking at over 30 games of real repetition of calling plays, um, game planning. Uh, practice organization all those duties that a coordinator has in college in the nfl is the same duties that you have at lake travis i just happen to have an iss class and a pe <laughs> class and um, there's no recruiting yeah. but when you're at any program when you're doing it and doing it the right way you get those practice reps so when you do get the call from jeff that you're going to be bumped up to offensive coordinator at utsa yeah it wasn't like a oh crap moment or oh man I've never done this before I'd already done it. Yeah, it's just on a grander stage there. And then when you get the call from Dan Lanning to do it here, it's just on a grander stage. There's more yeah. eyeballs on you, so you're more scrutinized, you're more judged. But that's the business that we signed up for, yeah. and I love to compete and I love that part of of, of my job. Yeah. You guys had a lot of success at UTSA. I mean, I think at one point you're averaging like 50 points a game, or maybe you did. Just during your last year there, uh, you guys were you guys were rolling. What what do you think it was about the offense and 
maybe what factors went into all the success you had? Well, great players always help. That helps, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've been fortunate everywhere I've been. And really as a player too, I've been a part of a team that has a really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say I was a great quarterback when I played <laughs> at Louisville, but um, I was able to play with Teddy Bridgewater and really see the impact of a top-notch player at that position, what it can do for a university, a program, mm-hmm. coaching staff. Um, it helps a lot to have a great quarterback. So we had Teddy at Louisville. Uh, you know, when we went to Texas, we had Sam Ellinger and, and Shane mm-hmm. Michelle. Go to Lake Travis, have Hudson Card. Go to UTSA, have Frank Harris. Now I'm here at Oregon with Bo Nix. So yeah. having the right guy at quarterback helps a ton. Um, and then schematically, it's just trying to erase all problems that can happen in a game, playing to the strengths of your team, not trying to fit a player into my offense, fit my offense into uh, but, you know, into the player, right? Like Frank Harris was a, a great dual threat quarterback, so we ran a bunch of zone read, yeah. power read, play action pass, and quick game. That was his his um, bread and butter, per se. Yeah. You know, you come to Oregon, you find out what Bill is really made of, what he's good at, and you play to their strengths. You don't try to fit a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Try to keep it simple, play fast, play free, and, you know, just go execute at a high level. Yeah. What, was the, what was the thing that, uh, when you got to Oregon, that surprised you the most or that maybe that not only something you weren't prepared for but that like you didn't expect i mean this is a big time program operationally all the detail coach landing like the, what goes into it that maybe was different than like a utsa high school i know you were at louisville and texas big time programs but what was the thing that surprised you here um the attention to detail here is unlike any place i've ever been yeah. um not just from dan but from the top down from our athletic director uh, rob mullins to to, to the people that clean up this building. You know, it's just, n- there's no stone unturned here, mm-hmm. ever. And, you know, I think what Coach Lanning does in terms of teaching our players football on a daily basis is better than any place I've ever been. Our kids' football IQ here, that's what, I don't say surprised me, but I was like, whoa, these guys know they're football. Smart. <laughs> yeah, really smart. And it's not because they're yeah. book smart or whatever, they just know football. Yeah. and situations that come up and the detail that they practice with mm-hmm. i mean it, that was the biggest like wow this is this is big time yeah yeah i sat in on your uh unit meeting today and i normally would never talk about what was talked about in there but this one thing that i think is okay is you were talking about uh picking up trash on the airplane when guys leave and like that level of detail when i was sitting there i was like man i don't hear a lot of coaches talk about that kind of stuff like you were just talking about hey i saw a box on the airplane why are we not throwing our trash away like where does that come from is that is that just the overall culture of the program yeah and i think uh it is for sure top down from coach like i said all the way to the people in this building that that help out but just kind of how i was raised and the programs that i've been a part of and the championship level teams do all the little things right. Yeah. And if it means cleaning up after yourself, which That's what everybody should do, <laughs> yeah. or picking up the locker room. Yeah. You know, we talk about marginal gains this week on our off week, like getting 1% better. Well, why does it just have to be ball? Why can't it be something yeah. in life and just be a decent human being and pick up after yeah. yourself? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, let's talk about Bo Nix. I mean, dude's seen a lot of college football uh, he's really I, I think one of the coolest stories in college football from like where he was at Auburn and now how how he's playing at such a high level and you have him really dialed in uh what's that been like for you year one as the coordinator here to have a guy like Bo Nix like it's got to help a lot like he, he's seen he's seen a lot of ball yeah it helps a ton and he's 
he's great for me to coach because he makes me better. He asked, asked really good questions throughout the week. Mm -hmm. um, he's not just looking for the perfect play. He's looking for reasons why this is a good play and what are the issues with this play so he can get us a no better play at the line yeah. of scrimmage. So um, he's extremely detailed, very smart when it comes to football. And like you said, he has played a lot of football. So yeah, I think about, I kind of reference him to when like poker was big. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were younger, right? The internet age came about, online poker. Mm -hmm. And then you saw the old World Series of Poker Champions kind of falling off the map because they're playing a hand at a time. Yeah. Instead of the online guys that are playing mm -hmm. hundreds of hands at a time, I kind of reference that the bow. He's played so many snaps mm -hmm. that he's seen virtually about everything that you <laughs> could see as a quarterback yeah. at this point in his career. So that helps out a ton with our preparation with being able to get to plays quicker at the line of scrimmage with protection checks. Um, he's an exceptional player. Number one, his talent is off the charts. He can make every throw. He can run. He's tough. But then what separates him, I think, from the rest of the pack is, not the Pac-12, the rest of quarterbacks across the country is his ability to process information and do it really quickly. Before we get back to the pod, we got to talk about something super important. Fellas, I know you guys are using those sharp razors to shave your face and to shave your manly areas. I'm telling you, stop doing it. I was in your shoes. I was using regular razors, and then I found Manscaped. Manscaped sponsored the pod a few months ago, and I started using their products. It has changed my routine and my life completely. I told you before about Smooth Sack Summer. It's now Fresh Ball Fall. You need fresh balls in the fall. There's no excuse not to be fresh. Let's be honest. We both know we go in a little bit nervous to our manly grooming routine with the regular old razors we use, but with Manscaped, it takes away any feeling of being nervous. I use the lawnmower 4.0 when I'm doing my manly grooming. I use the beard hedger for my face and the reviews have been immaculate. Just take my word on that one, boys. So I'm telling you, if you're using regular old razors, stop and use Manscaped. And you can go to manscaped.com and use my code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping. I'm telling you guys, it's fresh ball fall. Using Manscaped will change your routine, change your manlyhood, and change your life. Manscaped.com, promo code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping. How do you, as a play caller, during the week you're game planning, how do you involve him in that process? You, you have one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Like, how do you make sure that the game plan is, you know, that he's getting the calls that he wants? Like, are you guys talking about that all throughout the week? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. we have a very open dialogue. There's, I'm not the one out there playing. <laughs> you know, I'm glad I'm not anymore yeah. with how big and strong these guys are yeah. now. Um, so he's the one plan and he's got to feel really comfortable with the plan and if he doesn't it's not a he does it in an extremely respectful way there's still a coach to player relationship mm -hmm. but he's able to verbalize it to me like hey can we go through this again can you talk about why we like this so i know i can get to the answer if they give us something that we're not expecting or, or yeah. something that might be different so yeah. um he's highly involved and he has his ideas that he brings to the table and they're warranted because of the amount of film that he watches. Yeah. It's not like he sees something cool on Twitter, which we all do <laughs> and want to just put something in. It's like, yeah. hey, I know that they're doing this. Have you guys thought about this? And it's either, yeah, we, we got that in, this play right here, this scheme, or shoot, bro, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Let's think about it, let's talk about it. And if it fits the plan, let's put it in. Yeah. How is it coaching under a defensive-minded head coach, a guy like Coach Lanning. You know, I feel like a lot of head coaches in college football are offensive guys, and you got to kind of fit in under their system. Like, what's it been like with Coach Lanning like that? It's been incredible. He's 
extremely open to new ideas. He wants to be cutting edge. Um, he's still everything that we want to do offensively. He supports. Yeah. And he does a great job of really overseeing the entire program. He's not just a defensive-minded guy that sits in there all day and game plans with Tosh and that crew. Like, he is very balanced in his approach. Um, he teaches situational football better than anybody I've been around. He's very in tune with cutting-edge offense and what gives them problem on defense and how we can use that in our system. Um, and he's supportive. You know, it's he's a great great leader and does a really good job of prepping us throughout the week and then on game days it's let's go win let's yeah. go score points yeah. and whatever it takes to win you guys are super multiple on offense from the film i've watched i haven't watched every game but i've seen a few on the of the film you use tempo you'll you'll huddle sometimes you'll do a bunch of different stuff you'll go fast go slow whatever even some of the like I saw you doing some of the tempo unbalanced stuff too, right? You go unbalanced on tempo sometimes, yeah. which gives the guys problems. How do you? I guess when you have so many options and and you can go fast, you can go huddle. Like, how do you decide when you're going to use each one? Is it like feel of the game? Do you go into the game saying we're going to use tempo on the first third down, or like how do you balance how you know how you guys are playing? Yeah, you know, like part of our plan to win every week is dictate tempo, and we want to utilize not only our fastball menus but our huddle our muddle huddles, um, just traditional no huddle, mm -hmm. you know? So we do like to dictate that and control the pace of the game. But it just goes to our prep and like what we feel each week is going to give us the edge to move the ball as much as we want and yeah. score touchdowns. So, you know, it, it depends kind of on the yeah. week, you know, how much tempo we want to use or how much we don't want to use. Yeah. Um, so it's really just dependent. What did I ask you about? your recruiting philosophy, uh, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. What's the trait that you look for in a quarterback on film? Like the first thing you turn on the high school or portal guys film, you're like, I want to see this out of a quarterback I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recruit. Yeah, I mean, besides all the intangibles of being a winner and a leader and how they are with the locker room and what they do off the field, which we all know that's extremely important as a quarterback. In terms of just like their play when I put it on, like – Accuracy is number one for me yeah. in terms of like trait of like throwing the ball. <laughs> like I've been around guys that have really big arms but can't hit the backside of a barn, you <laughs> yeah. know. Um, and I've also played with guys or seen guys that might not have the strongest arm but throw on time, great ball placement, allow the receivers to run after the catch, throw yeah. catchable ball. So I think that's really important to me in terms of high school evaluation. And then in today's world, today's game, what's really important for me is are they mobile? Mm -hmm. You know, are they able to get out of trouble, escape the pocket, use their legs as a weapon to go get third downs? Because we all know, like, you can dial up some great third downs, but defenses can dial up some great pressures too. Yeah. If your guys can escape and then go run. So Sam Hartman, was it two nights ago, fourth and yeah. 16? Yeah. I'm sure the play call was good, but yeah. the damn dude running the ball yeah. was better than everything else, yeah. you know? And you see Bo too for us. Third downs, using his legs as a weapon. Like, mm -hmm. that's really critical to me in, in terms of evaluating. Yeah. Doesn't mean they have to be Lamar Jackson, but they have to be mobile and creative enough yeah. with their feet. The last couple of things I got for you. I know you got self-scout to get, get to. Um, what's the trend that you're seeing the most out of defenses in college football right now? I feel like there's always kind of like a trendy thing. It was, you know, it was like simulated pressure. It was the three safety stuff everyone's been doing. What, what have you seen kind of as a new trend in, from for defenses? 
shoot, the last few weeks, we've seen a lot of drop eight coverage against yeah. the Ducks. So, yeah. um, you know, it all goes in ways. I mean, stopping RPOs, nickel outside leverage. Um, like you said, Sims still show up each week. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing a little bit more cloud than we've had in the past. You know, it was really more quarters driven or three deep zones, uh, match coverage. But we've seen a little bit more cloud coverage uh, this year than maybe in the past. Um, and again, that could be just because of what we're doing offensively and how guys think they should attack us. Yeah. Um, but thankfully for me, I'm with a defensive staff and work for a coach that they're always on the cutting edge. Yeah, they know. <laughs> and they do some great, great pressures on third down that are really tough to defend. Um, you know, I think all the overload pressures that you see in the NFL, those are mm-hmm. trickling into colleges and, and certain programs. Yeah. So um, defense is making it tough nowadays. It's not country cover three or yeah. – to Tampa, like Madden, yeah. like this is like real defenses <laughs> that do some really good stuff and yeah. the skies are pressures. So they do a good job making it tough. Yeah. You guys get a lot of drop eight. Is it because of Bell, right? Because of the, is that, yeah, I would is think that so. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, we have good, good receiving core and, um, you know, I don't mind it as much. I mean, I mean, yeah. there's less pressure on Bell. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, we'll has, that, someone showed, that showed up a little bit more than, than yeah. what we've been used to. Yeah. Last thing, last thing I got for you. I talk a lot on this podcast about, um, for with coaches and players about overcoming adversity, like doesn't always go the way you, you think it's going to, the way you want it to. What's the moment in your career that you faced some adversity, and how did you overcome it? It's a great question. Um, you know, I I faced a lot of adversity as a player. Number one, I think that's been beneficial to me as a coach. I was always overlooked. You know, I was a five ten on a good day quarterback, <laughs> no offers, walked on at Louisville. Yeah overcame those odds to be a starter as a walk-on and overcame the walk-on odds to earn a scholarship, then became a starter at Louisville, then got hurt. Then Teddy Bridgewater ran off the bench against Kentucky and oh. ended up saving the day for us. So, <laughs> um, you know, I've always kind of held that chip on my shoulder to to not only prove to other people, just prove to myself that I can do it. So I think that's helped me a lot. Um, in terms of, of coaching, I've been fortunate to have a lot of guys that have believed in me and done a – what I think a good job at places and left a, left them better than I found it. But, you know, it takes people to believe in you. Like I was, I got out of college ball and went to high school because I was really, I was like desperate to like really coach, but you know how it is as a QCGA, you can only do so much yeah. and your voice is only heard so much. That's not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but I wanted to really feel what it's like to run my own show, run the offense and have a like legitimate impact on the outcome of the game. And so I took a leap of faith and went to high school, and it took Jeff Trailer, who was my closest mentor, to to pull me back out and hire me at UTSA. Yeah. But um, you know, we all go through adversity. You know, 2020 was tough during COVID. Yeah. 21, I mean, had some stuff going in my life and some family stuff that was was tough, and you just got to persevere and and just keep grinding and yeah. you know trust the process. That's the biggest thing I've tried to do. Yeah. Well, awesome, Coach. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Congrats on all your success. Excited to see appreciate you guys the rest of the year. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Hi, brother. Cool. Easy, right? Yeah, that was great.